Welcome to the Ponies Podcast, along with head coach Greg Zanin and Pete Wagner, where the ponies are coming off the Tradition in the Park week series. I guess we don't really call it a tournament, Greg. It's uh, pretty much three games, and uh, uh, you get to play three different teams. Uh, would, would first like to say a Happy New Year to you, and uh, how are things going with the club? Uh, they're going. You know, we had a obviously after the week, um, maybe not exactly what we were looking for as an outcome, but we definitely enjoyed our time there, enjoyed the games that we played, got to play some really good competition. Uh, we had a nice little Friday as a group. We do a traditional three-on-three uh, little round-robin tournament uh, on the uh, New Year's Eve, so that was a lot of fun, and the guys, we got to have some food together, and uh, guys exchanged gifts, which was fun for them, and um, you know, now we're back to work, getting ready for a, a big road trip up north to Colquay and Duluth East this weekend. Yeah, well, you know, uh, that's another nice trip for you guys to take great venues to play in. And, uh, you know, there's something special about that Cloquet rink. It's, it, it's, it's, it's new, but it feels old school. And I think it brings out the best in players. And then you get to go up and play uh, against Duluth East and uh, Heritage on back-to-back games. Your team's been able to play, you know, three in a row last week and then two in a row this weekend. How do you feel uh, that they're responding from the, the back ends of those things as far as being ready to go? Uh, I mean, definitely the week that just passed, our Lakeville South game, I thought, you know, maybe a little bit of uh, fatigue from playing the night before and not being really used to playing back-to-back, but we definitely responded the next night on the <laughs> the third end of a, a back-to-back-to-back with uh, playing Benilda. The guys really showed up. I thought we played a, you know, we played well. We have some, we had some mistakes, some things that we can work on, obviously, like at every team, but uh, I think the guys really put, uh, fourth a good effort we played physical like we we like to and uh, we played well in our systems uh, we just didn't get the outcome so I think you know we've been responding well this week obviously having four days of practice getting them ready getting them getting their legs back uh, underneath them getting them thinking about hockey again after you know having a, a few days off is has been going well as well I think they're ready they know our months uh, we have a pretty tough month uh, ahead of us and you know, leading ourselves into sections, we want to be prepared. So I think the guys have done a good job there of being ready to go and uh, knowing what they need to do. Uh, as far as how that tradition in the park goes, do you get to pick your opponents with John Barger or, to, Barger, or does he just pretty much put them together and you take what you get? Uh, I think we just, he kind of laid out some teams that I could have, we were able to play against and I kind of picked and choose because there was a couple of teams that were there that we already had games against. Sure. We already are going to play Maple Grove in February. So I didn't really want to play them, uh, play them twice. I wanted us to have some different competition. So he kind of gave us some option there, but you know, you have the, what is there? Eight teams that we got to, to decide. And, you know, I think it laid out well for us on who we played against. You know, the Benilde game I thought was really fascinating to watch because um, in the past, the Red Knights have not been known to have much uh, grit to their game or teeth to it. And uh, I, th- I felt they had more than usual. I was surprised by what I saw there. And I thought the two of you matched up so well, and it, it, it just landed to a two-to-one game. But, boy, that thing was on the table for, for you guys to, to, to pick up. Um, what were some of the things that you liked about that game? And then some of the things when you come out of that and say, I know you took the week as a whole, but that specific game, when you come back on a Monday, let's say, to practice or whatever the next day was, what were some of the things that were standing out in your mind when you looked at the tape? 
I'm actually kind of going over stuff right now. We want to do some video this week before we head up north. But, uh, you know, we did match up well. I think in our game we, we got back to playing our physical game that we didn't have against Lakeville South, which was good to see. Um, for me, it's just kind of our rush our rush entries into the offensive zone. We were kind of not ourselves. We weren't really getting to the net where you saw a lot of, um, a lot from Benilde where, you know, their middle guy drives the net. They're all, they were in the, uh, in Thomas Anderson's face almost the whole night running into him a couple of times, which, you know, whether they're penalties or not is it's a factor. It, it kind of creates emotion and it, it gets your team to the net. And, uh, you know, from the, that's the game against Vanilla and Lakeville South. I mean, they do the same thing. They were getting to our net as much as possible. We need to take those lessons in into consideration, and you know, we got to get ourselves to the net as much as possible. Just and then just creates a lot of havoc. You know, it forces the D to have to try to box out and battle somebody. Now they're not looking for rebounds. Rebounds come as Benilde's game-winning goal was, you know, off of a rebound where Thomas makes a good save. Guy ends up on top of him in the net, and it's in the back of our net because they're going there. Uh, we got to take some of those things. Those are the, some of the big things that I've noticed watching film. We're very kind of flat across the blue line coming in in an entry, and nobody's really driving the net. So this week it's been kind of our focus to get a lot of three-on-twos, a lot of entries into the offensive zone and having guys be aware of driving the net, you know, finding the soft areas, maybe pulling up, finding a late D who's coming into the play. So uh, getting ourselves back to that game. Um, and I think, you know, just traditionally not playing – uh, you know, top 10 teams other than, you know, maybe then once or twice a year, having those games back to back was kind of a good uh, a learning lesson for us of, hey, we got to be ready to go with our A game every night. It might not always end up in our favor, but we got to be able to play and compete at the highest of levels if we want to uh, make this season a memorable one. By the way, I'd like to remind you that uh, today's podcast and all Pony podcasts are presented by Sletton Orthodontics, where you're more than just a patient, you're family. Uh, believing that there is a potential in every smile, Dr. Sletton delivers personalized orthodontic care in a fun and welcoming environment. His mission to you is simple. He'll treat you as he would his own family or your children as if they were his own. Call 651-439-3350 today to set up a complimentary consultation. Of course, it's Sletton Orthodontics. They look forward to seeing you, and thank you for uh, their group for putting this together and being able to talk pony hockey. You brought up, uh, Greg, uh, Thomas uh, Anderson, and um, I absolutely, as a goalie coach, love his game. Um, He is so quiet. And so efficient in his <laughs> movement. I mean, the, the pucks just die off of his gear, which I think is unbelievable. I, I, can you talk about, you know, you see him every day. So I just gush on him on every game whenever I'm, <laughs> whenever I'm announcing him. But um, I've been very impressed with him. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely put the work in, uh, you know, last year as a sophomore. Uh he probably didn't play in as many games as he would have liked to, but we had, you know, a good goaltender in Nolan Lacoste as a 12th grader. So, you know, he, he played a majority of the games and he, he did well as well. But, um, you know, we had an understanding with Thomas early that, you know, he was going to be the future of our team and that he needed to put the work in. And I mean, over the summer, he definitely did whatever he had to do to put the work in, uh, you know, weight room wise and going, you know, doing off ice workouts and stuff like that, that, you know, I think have created uh, his season for him. Um, you know, he's definitely, 
not shy to getting the work done and, you know, staying off, uh, staying after practice and getting extra shots and working with our goalie coach, uh, Josh Acock and getting him dialed in. Um, you kind of nailed it per he's, he's quiet, you know, like he, 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 there's really no frustration to his game. He lets one in. Yes. He's mad, but he knows that, you know what, he's got to forget that when he's got to make the next save and, um, and his movements is, are smooth and he's, I think it helps that he's, you know, six foot three and, uh, he's a big kid. He takes up a lot of net so he can keep his, you know, if he stays big and moves quickly that, uh, he, it's tough to beat him. So he's done an amazing job for us and, uh, you know, looking for a lot from him here in the near future. You know, if I'm looking at the next level, I, I keep in my eye on that guy. What's really interesting about that. And you hear this. With kids, they can go one of two directions, right? You know, where, where you know, I don't want to say like you're not anointed, but when you're told that you know this could be yours to have, if you put the work in and you take take the time to to do what you need to do to get to where we need to go. Some kids, you know, don't put that work in and uh, they don't get to where they need to go. So I think it's a a testament to him and and your group as far as you know seeing that through. And you know, if he, if he realizes and understands that. He's got the goods. He could do something. And the other other lesson I think is really good too. And I think you do a lot of this is you got to earn your stripes. You know, I mean, there, there's there's twelfth graders that that are men um, that have that have paid their dues. And I think that's something I see with your team that I respect and appreciate as well. Yeah, we definitely <clears throat> we try to use a lot of people. We have, you know, we try to get as many um, guys that play regular JV into games as we can, and we kind of look at it as. You know, it sucks to say, but it's almost a tryout until, you know, maybe the last 10 to five games where we want to be dialed in with the group that we're looking to go to sessions with and and conference finals and stuff like that. So um, but it, I think it creates a lot of, you know, team oriented uh, things that you need. You know, everybody's involved. Everybody has a chance. It drives those older kids. Hey, look, you know. You do, you have earned a spot, but there's young kids that are willing and ready to work, you know, just as hard or harder than you are. And you got to keep that spot and you got to work hard every day. It's just not a cakewalk. And by, you know, any means our practices, we don't, we don't just, you know, ease our way into things. We get after in practice. We do a lot of group stuff as a, as a whole, where we have, you know, a lot of bodies on the ice with both teams skating together but we do a lot of battling and a lot of pushing each other. And, you know, I think hopefully down the line, that's, you know, what our group needs and it brings us together as a whole versus just being two separate teams and, you know, guys never having a chance to, to prove themselves or to learn at that varsity level. You know, over the years, it's always been, you know, a, a team here or there, you know, it's pretty much been, Oh, this is their thing. And, you know, look out. Um, but the past two or three years, it certainly has seemed to me as though the the leveling out of the playing field for teams has never been greater. You know, let's say 2019, 20, and now 21, 22 season. Uh, have you noticed that too? Where I mean, you you could you could hammer a team, right? And then someone that beat you beat the team you beat. You know, it it just seems like. The teams have just leveled off so much. Do you feel that's true, or is that just maybe um, an incremental thing? I I think it's totally true, and you know, to be quite honest, I think it's at all levels. Um, you know, not just at the high school level. You can look, you know, if you follow college hockey and follows their scores, or even the NHL, they're the players on every team are so good, um, 
and it makes it for it makes it for interesting games. You got to be prepared. You got to be willing to have your A game every game. You know, make a few as the fewest mistakes, and usually that what uh, what separates winning from losing, right? Is the fewest mistakes. So being on your A game, like you said, one team could you know smash another team and then get beat by a different team. Like it's it's crazy how how it works nowadays, but. Um, I think it creates for good hockey games, you know, and fans uh, should definitely enjoy watching, really not knowing who who's going to win, you know, uh, each night versus just being able to pick a winner, you know, with your eyes closed. So uh, I think it's just a, a testament to the kids and the work that they do put in and um, and how hard they, they train and prepare for seasons. And obviously the coaches all around the league getting their teams ready uh, you know, watching video and doing all the things that we do to prep to prep the players so they're ready to play at a high level. I mean, it's a lot of time and uh, time and hours and you know time away from family that you know coaches and players put in to to be at the very best. And but you know that's what it takes to be top programs in in high school hockey. Well, and I think the commitment to that from player to coach all the way through even to family because you know it impacts a lot of people. I think it's been really impressive and. You know, doing what I do, a lot of people know you, and they come up and they they want to say, well, who who you know who do you like, or did you see this team beat that team, or that team beat that team? Sometimes I I say, Greg, you know, yeah, but that was yesterday, and they could play again in three days. It could be a totally different result, which lends me to this question, and I'll be curious to get your take. I know it's probably um, logistically impossible. But wouldn't it be cool if we had if we can't do series right of of for for playoffs? But wouldn't it be cool if we could at least do some form of a double elimination tournament? Um, so I I just think with the level of teams, it could make for some really compelling play come playoff time. I th- I think it would be a very interesting element. Yeah, kind of like how they run youth. Uh, regions and stuff exactly. like that where there's a back door. I yep. mean, I think you would definitely see teams that, you know, may lose game one, but are that team ends up being in the final because they've earned the back door right. Because it is a such a day in, day out, you know, maybe you have three or four of your top guys that aren't feeling good and they're playing injured or something and they lose that game, but you could play three days later and it's a different story because they're feeling better or, you know, somebody's sick or there's all sorts of elements and, you know, kind of that next man up mentality is how I think a lot of teams look at it because your team is strong and you have enough players that can fill in, but it would be, I, it would definitely be a lot of fun to be able to have the double elimination. It would make for some great hockey uh, for sure down the line um i don't know if they'll ever bring it into play well, here's the interesting thing <laughs> I, I know i think truly that though that allows for the best team to win uh to survive that type of a playoff yes. format they do it in baseball and whenever i when I, when I went to radio school i say this all the time they say whenever you open up a microphone make news so this is my attempt to make news with you to uh, come up with a, with, a new, with a new idea. But, I mean, I think it would be worth the discussion point, at least at our level. I mean, I think it would be a lot of fun down the road. It would probably be a few extra games, but I don't think it would be out of the realm of possibility because they do it in baseball. So it's not a new concept. Yeah, I mean, 
it would definitely make, like you say, it, you you definitely know who the top team was at the end of the day. I mean, if you look at the finals over the last couple of years, you know, if they had another day or if they played a best of three, maybe that's a different scenario versus just the one and done. Um, you know, it would definitely be, it would definitely make it fun. That's for sure. It would, it would, it would create a lot of buzz. I've got two games circled on your schedule here coming up, uh, January 11th uh, at the rec center with Creighton Durham Hall. I think I'm on that game for play-by-play. And then on the 18th at Hill Murray at Aldrich. Uh, then you've got St. Thomas Academy down the way too. But super intriguing to see how your team matches up with with uh, a team like Creighton Durham Hall. Very skilled. Um, they, they, they love to come in off entry, but kind of a bit of a perimeter team. So I think it, that's going to be interesting to see who melds into whose game there with that one. And then Hill Murray, obviously, your section uh, opponent. Um, I, I don't know. I see the two of you having one heck of a slobber knocker. That's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, definitely games that were circled on our calendar, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year and um, games that we're looking forward to. I mean, obviously, Creighton is going to be being the way our conference is split up this year that they're in our division. And it's going to it's going to be a uh, you know, it's going to be a battle. And we always battle with those guys. I mean, last year we split with them home and then they really handed it to us when we went to Crete and I think they were a little upset that we beat them at home but uh, I'm, I'm imagining a lot of the same thing this year uh, I know they've been playing well they've had their ups and downs like an 18 but it's early only being nine ten games into the season you don't you don't win a conference or a section you know at the end of December beginning of January so teams have a lot of learning to do so I'm sure they're going to be prepared for us just as we're going to prepare our best for them and then obviously the same thing with Hill um, it, those always seem to be good games, especially in Aldridge. And we're already, you know, letting people know that we're, we're out there and hopefully we get the, the fan support and fan base that, uh, those games always bring that, that make them exciting. And, um, definitely a couple tests, obviously, I, I don't know where I haven't seen the rankings yet this week, but they're obviously up in the top 10 for sure. Yep. Uh, game in the, in the rankings, which are teams that we want to play and, that's how you prepare for the end of the season. So we'll obviously prepare our best and uh, play and hopefully, you know, give our best foot and where, where the pucks end up is, is sometimes up to the hockey god, but we're definitely not going to, not going to lay down in either of those games. Your club is right in there. It's right in the discussions with those teams too, as well. So uh, they're not going to be sleeping on you. They'll be giving you the best effort. They know the ponies are a, a factor in the section uh, four double a. So uh, especially Hill Murray. Uh, and, and we're looking forward to that one. You've got a trip up North to uh, uh, Cloquet to play Cloquasco Carlton. And then of course, of course, Duluth to take on Duluth East. Don't forget to all of our fans that those are available on the MNHockey.tv. So if you can't make the trip, uh, be sure to check in on those games. And uh, we'll have those live and online for you, too, as well. And, of course, Coach, you can grab your team video from there, too, as well, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, and we love that angle. So I know you want to get back to your video. And before we do that, though, got to thank Sletton Orthodontics, who are conveniently located in the Stillwater, uh, just down from Caribou. They offer braces, Invisalign, and other things for adults, teens, and adolescents. Be sure to check them out. So, um, sir, travel safe, and thanks for your time, and I love the program. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That was Greg Zanin. He, of course, the head coach of the Stillwater Ponies on the Pony Podcast. I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.